Hey, yeah, welcome back to City on the Edge. Um, this episode is, uh, well, a global pandemic. Not so much history today, just lived history. A little time capsule for the future, a quick look at our lives as of April 14th, 2020. 30 days or so into the era of social distancing and cancelled schooling due to COVID-19. I asked Mike and Nora to send me some thoughts about their experiences. A little later on, we'll also be hearing from one of our correspondents, Marie Landau. As for me, Ty Bannerman, um, well, I'd imagine I'm living pretty much the same kind of life as, as a lot of you right now. Hardly leaving the house. Uh, Maybe once a week or so, we hit up one of the grocery stores, mostly mostly Costco and Trader Joe's, which um, they've, they have, you know, lines now uh, to get in, uh, certainly to Trader Joe's. It, it, that didn't happen to me over at uh, Costco. We have enough toilet paper. Um, <laughs> we're not hoarding, I promise, but I did, I did snag some when I was at Costco last time just because of, of the weird panic over that. It's not boring here, I'll give you that. Somehow, despite the fact that most of the world is in some form of shutdown right now, my days here with my family are kind of well and truly filled up. Courtney and I are, are lucky enough to still be working our jobs. Um, now work, of course, comes with the added challenges of balancing the needs of two children and they have to be occupied, entertained, taught, and I'd say probably two or three times a day separated from each other after getting into some kind of tantrum-based argument. Uh, so between all that, somehow the day goes by pretty quickly and it is pretty well packed. Um, some things I've noticed about this era of, uh, I'm going to call it quarantine mainly as a sort of a, a shorthand, although of course we're not under a, a, an actual specific quarantine, but one thing I've noticed about it is the, the sounds of my house have changed. Um, certainly by having everyone home all the time, there's always people kind of yelling in the background to each other across rooms, but then there's also this like tinny little voices coming from computer speakers. Um, everybody's always on some kind of virtual meeting. Uh, my kids have have classes uh, virtually, so you hear their teachers' voices or their friends' voices coming through. My spouse has her own classes, and she's also working full-time, and a lot of that's involving meetings as well. And then there are my own meetings um, over at KUNM. I'm usually on some kind of call every every morning for a couple of hours. It's just there's always somebody else's voice in the house. I guess we could use headphones or something, but we we don't uh, for whatever reason. Um, I I am enjoying the New Mexico spring and it's a very very odd sort of spring yesterday it snowed and then today it's bright and beautiful and sunny and there, there's something kind of nice about it keeping you on your toes um we try to get out to the mountains 
once a week or so. We avoid the the crowds, the popular trailheads. We drive out somewhere pretty pretty far from town, usually at least an hour. Um, and make sure we don't go to anywhere that has you know more than one other car there. And then we take a take a little walk, and it's just been so super important for our sanity, uh, just just to get that feeling of of some sort of normalcy. I've noticed one thing. Um, Every day at about three o'clock, and this I swear it happens every day, I just completely run out of energy. And there's just this feeling of, uh, I don't know, creeping dread, I guess. Like, maybe a touch of despair, although not, not quite full-on despair, but suddenly I, I lose all willpower to do anything. Right around three o'clock every every single day the kids are done with classes they're usually you know maybe playing some minecraft with their friends or something like that courtney's usually starting her classes and i guess maybe it's um suddenly my own tasks have come to an end and suddenly i'm just I feel kind of kind of alone and then i uh the the, the thoughts of this current crisis uh kind of occupy my brain a little little too much and every everything I think about doing just uh, seems irrelevant and tiny and small compared to just this enormous horrible thing that's happening out there in the world that I can't do anything about and I don't know what's going to happen in the future and I you know you read the newspaper or the the news stories and you you get concerned about the actions of our leaders or the inactions of our leaders and then you read about small business owners and how much they're uh, they're suffering right now or people who are you know low-wage uh, workers over at the the grocery store that have to come in every day you know just like a, a doctor or something because of course they're essential but but they uh, you know they don't they're getting this exposure and they're not getting not getting paid very well and and you know they might be worried about themselves and it's just everything just suddenly is sort of this <sighs> crippling feeling of uh of um of smallness i guess so that's been been kind of hard to get through it i don't know uh, <laughs> about four o'clock every day i allow myself to have a beer and then it's time to cook dinner and and then we usually have a we either watch a movie with the kids or we play a board game as a family depending on on the night and our inclinations and things start to feel feel better after that just because you can we can focus on on what's going on right i can focus on what's going on right in front of me and and that of course is that feeling of of control over something again um but just i feel like that one hour every day is when it the reality of this of this situation just really really hits me and it's it's kind of hard so um i hope all you guys out there are, are doing well i'm sure every last one of you is feeling a lot of feelings right now um a lot of worry a lot of concern and hopefully also some some joy you know you get a little chance to 
to do catch up on things at your house. Maybe if you've never been much of a baker, you're you're trying out some baking. You're joining the sourdough army, or you know maybe you've got a little garden or something. And I hope that that's uh, I hope that brings some some joy to you. So like I said, I wanted to uh, check in with uh, my fellow fellow co-hosts uh, Mike and Nora. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, Nora sent me this uh, this file, this audio file that she made of herself. She, of course, lives in Fort Collins now, but I feel like Fort Collins probably is pretty much the same as Albuquerque right now and that you're still stuck inside. So let's, uh, let's check in with Nora. It's 8.57 a.m. and I'm walking our dog Lulu as I do most mornings. It's cold in Fort Collins today. It was 70 yesterday, but a front has moved in and it might snow later today. I don't know if it's the weather that's keeping people in or the fear of the virus, but I haven't seen anyone yet except my neighbor. We talk to each other from across the street. He's doing fine, he says. He just started work on Monday and misses retirement already. His dog was well-behaved while Lulu barked at her. It's true, I think, that birds are more audible or we're paying more attention to them, but I feel like I'm hearing a lot more birds. The train, too. Trains seem to be active. I need to look into this. We're walking to our usual park. It's a park that hasn't been closed yet. Although parts of it have been shut down, like the playground. There's police tape ringing around, the play equipment. The two baseball fields are both blocked with tape too, although there's still large openings and I've seen people play on the fields. I'm worried that they're gonna close the parks and the nice pathway that runs through the city alongside a creek, Spring Creek. As I said, it's not crowded now, but come afternoon and evening, it's usually kind of busy. I think people definitely aren't following the six foot rule. Lulu likes to go down to the creek, so we're gonna go down there. I almost slipped on some icy fronds, marsh fronds. Maybe we'll be able to hear some of the babbling brook. She wants to jump in, but I'm not gonna let her because it's too cold and it's a duck sanctuary, so I'm not really sure she's allowed to do that. I'll let her just dip her feet in a little bit. She's walking on the rocks a little bit. What is so soothing about the sound of water running over rocks? I don't know what it is, but damn. Dennis and Spa's really got it right. Come on, Lulu. I'm probably not allowed to do this either, but I haven't seen police in a while. I don't know if they're I don't know what police are doing right now. 
Okay. Lulu's all tangled up. I gotta take her away. Uh, so, we're walking a bit later this morning. Well, maybe not that much later. Clay, my husband, has team meetings for his football staff at 7 a.m., which I think is crazy, but they're trying to keep to their old schedule as if it's normal life. Create some sense of normalcy, I suppose. But he wakes up, goes into the living room, and can talk kind of loudly. So sometimes I sleep in, depending on how much he has to talk during that meeting that day. Today, when I left, they were working on branding um, their team, which is Colorado State University, home of the Rams, um, in their own unique way because it's a new staff. So they're working on different catchphrases. The one that they focused on, um, get ready for it, is wake up ramen. Feel free to use that anytime you want. But Wake Up Ramen is kind of their piece de resistance. Now they're working on a song that all the coaches will sing together. They're remaking, I think, a Billy Joel song into some Colorado State song. So I'm kind of curious where it'll go. I will say, having a glimpse into my husband's work life this closely has been pretty fascinating. I'm kind of impressed with how much they actually do meet because I don't know what they get done. But it's been nice having him at home in general because, you know, football coaches work so dang much. I'm still not sure exactly why. I'm not sure they are either. So it's great to have him just physically present in the home. He can pet Lulu. We can talk in between their meetings walk Lulu together at night. Yeah, I've enjoyed that part, I suppose. Now we're in Spring Creek Park, and no one is here. Not a car, not a person. I think it's interesting, having grown up in Wisconsin, how it seems so few people here come out when the weather's not very nice. Maybe they all try to go skiing in the mountains or something. But when it's warm on a morning like this at 9, this park would at least have, I don't know, five people in it. And now there's no one. But I prefer that because then I can let Lulu off the leash and chase squirrels. I hear some sirens in the distance. I wonder what they're doing. You know, like, what is the crime like these days? Are people doing it more? Are people staying inside? Are people pushed to the brink of their mental capacity and lashing out. I could see that. I've had a few mental moments myself. You can see your breath in the air today. It's that cold. That means, oh my God, you can kind of see the passage of droplets, I'm assuming. Is that cloud consisting of all the types of droplets that would carry a germ, a virus? Or does it have to be heavier? I really don't know the science or mechanics of this one, even though I'm reading a ton of stuff about it. I I guess I tend to glaze over during the science part. 
Sorry to my scientist listeners, though I think, of course, that that's really important. Oh, I love the feel of walking on grass that's semi-frozen. You know, it's kind of crunchy, slippery. You guys, you're getting all the details. My dog is pooping. It's a good one, nice and solid. Sometimes she tends to the runny side if her diet's too fatty. I don't know if the dog owners or cat owners or child owners are finding themselves giving their wards more treats these days, but I'm definitely doing that with Lulu. It's just, it's hard not to give him a little piece of happiness, although she's probably the happiest member of the family right now with Clay and I home so much. Now she's going to run. I'm going to sniff because my nose is running, which I think is from the cold. I'm pretty sure it's from the cold. And then I'll probably listen to a podcast, maybe City on the Edge, maybe a daily news one, or an audiobook, although I'm in between audiobooks. I did just listen to one recently that I have to make a plug for. It's called Maud, M-A-U-D-E. And it was written by a woman whose grandmother told her stories about her life. And this woman is Maud. It's in Maud's voice, but written by her granddaughter. And you really get to see the scope of a woman and an American's life, um, a poor American's life, at the turn of the century through the 1960s. And yes, there is a 1918 flu pandemic part of it. And having listened to it in February, I find myself thinking about it a lot and her life and the struggle she faced, a lot of tragedy, um, and just kind of her attitude through it all. So that would be my recommendation if you're looking for things to consume right now. It's definitely a bit hard to read. It's not an easy or listen to. It's not an easy tale. But I don't know why I'm finding those more appealing right now than total escapism. So if you're interested, check it out. Okay, I clearly got to learn more about the birds because I can't name any of them for you. But they're flying around with their tails gray and kind of burnt orange, you know, doing things birds do. There's no squirrels yet. Lulu's looking for them. She's racing around. And it's just us, us, the birds, the dead trees, I should say, the sleeping trees. They haven't yet budded or blossomed. The crunchy, frozen grass and the cold air. Feels really good this morning. I kind of like it better than the warmth. It is so nice to hear Nora's voice on this show again. Um... And I, like I said, I think this is kind of the, the same sort of thing that we're all going through. I did reach out to Mike. I've actually been having a hard time getting a hold of Mike. I, uh, I sent him some texts and some emails, and I didn't hear anything back. And then uh, a couple days after I said the last one, this recording showed up in my in my inbox, 
And so I immediately like tried to get a hold of him again, and that was he didn't respond. So I don't know. You know, listening to this uh, to this recording, it's actually a little bit of a concern. You'll see. Um, you'll see at the end. And uh, I want you know if you know uh, where Mike Smith is, uh, if you could let me know, that'd be that would be great. But uh, this is what I got from him. I um to observe properly observe quarantine. Two of my children and I have fled into the wilderness. We're out at Sierra Ladrones right now. I just left them setting up camp, and I'm walking up to what looks like a little arch. It might be a blue box, but might be a hole in of light in a juniper. Could be anything. See an interesting scat along the way. Not that that's you know some obsession of mine, but it's part of tracking. You know, being aware of the animals around you. Seen bobcat and uh, coyote, lots of deer, and um, it's just so beautiful. Sierra Ladronas is so beautiful. We're so close to it, but we totally got lost. We went first. We drove in. We were following the GPS. We drove past two guys who were shooting at a target like right next to the road. Like I was worried bullets would ricochet at us right there. Then we followed the GPS to quote-unquote Sierra Ladronas. We were being a bit cavalier about directions, etc. Yes. But uh, it led us to a ranch house, and there was a woman living there who was not happy that we were there. Go away! Go away! Get out of here! Private property! You turn around right now! We're like, uh, yeah, we just followed her GPS. She kept cutting me off. And I was like, well, you should take it up with the satellite navigation companies. Because it led us right here. So then we kept going, and it led us to another ranch house. This time we were following the GPS to the uh, Sierra Ladronas Wilderness Study Area. And, uh, yeah, but this time we stopped and parked at a little parking area. Hopefully it was okay and not, like, for hunters only, because we did see a sign about how uh, people are hunting all over this land. So, great. Mike is shot. We have seen some footprints. We're in this little stone-strewn gully. My kids are saying, please, please, let's camp here. It's so picturesque. There's these three big boulders we can put a fire in among. I'm like, well, it is a floodplain, but the sky's pretty clear over here. Uh, you know, I've camped in a few floodplains before, I must admit. Not very smart, but, you know, it's not every night that's going to have a flood. Um, anyway, Sierra Ladronas is just beautiful. We can see this one weird tree up on a cliff, kind of in the saddle. I think it's in this area called the saddle, or like part of the knife's edge or something. I remember reading all this stuff on it, but it's not fresh in my mind now. Anyway, we're going to camp here tonight, and, uh, we followed a fence line here, basically. We just walked around that ranch at the end of the road. We were kind of figuring it out ourselves. We haven't seen much trash at all. It's it's like true wilderness except for the ranch line. High up on the first ridge of mountain here, this massif, we saw, uh, looking back, the Lucero uplift, which is just this beautiful mesa land, and the valley in front of it. I could see two ranches, one with a vehicle at it, the one closest to us, and one without. But there's just not a lot around here. Again, there have we have seen foot, footprints in this gully, this canyon right here. The wind was picking up. It was really cold walking down into here. We've seen almost no litter. Sardine can maybe from the 70s. 
Coke can maybe from the 90s, early 2000s. It's pretty, it's pretty good. But it just is so wonderful back here. It's so beautiful. The air is so clear. It just is quiet. Sierra Ladronas. I can think of those bandits back here in the 1700s. We've encountered so few people. I think the only person that's come within six feet of us, anti-quarantine style, was that yelling lady who came to the back window and got kind of close to my daughter. So, sorry, lady, but my daughter, is, she has a lot of COVID. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I shouldn't joke about that. Okay, uh, no, and my daughter Anna and I got to practice driving on the way up here. It's been really nice. Hopefully my son's not freaking out and none of them are freaking out. He's 12, Anna and I is 14. We are up in Sierra Ladronas, which I've just been kind of fascinated with since writing about it. And seeing all those Instagram pictures of other people. And getting closer to it, it reminds me a lot of the Sandias. Made of the same metamorphic granite, right? Part of formed underground in the same anaerobic level. Before being pushed up by even more subterranean volcanic action. Super interesting. A beautiful sky island. Somewhere on this mountain is the cave of the thieves, and no wonder its location's not common knowledge. This place is wild. Reminds me of the Doña Anas a little bit, or no, the Oregon Mountains down by Las Cruces. Used to hike around back there, and it was just, you know, so wild. It was like this, except there were more ruins and stuff down here. This has probably always been out of the way and always been neglected to some degree or another. I mean, I know there have been mining efforts, many according to the BLM's survey that they did that one time, and even if you know where they are, you can't find them. That's what I remember reading. But uh, it's just beautiful. You can still see what a sharp, like, sawtooth of a Sky Island mountain it is. As you get closer, it maintains that shape a bit. But there are more ridges around and in front of it. I think tomorrow we'll leave our packs in this little canyon between ridges, and we'll uh, ascend to the peak without them. And a little less weight, just bring a bunch of water, day pack, what else? Anyway, that's the news from Sierra Ladronas. I'll probably try to get another clip tomorrow. All right. Hello, City on the Edge people. You all should come check this place out. But actually try to find the trail because we're really making it our own way here, trying to have minimal environmental impact in the process, you know, following the fence line, trying not to step, up, step on anything. All right. Still getting phone updates, apparently. Just turned it back on. Um... The sky is becoming amazing with stars. Not as good as Tonque Pueblo at the north end of the Sandias yet, but I think it probably will be by the end of the night. There's like no outside lights. We could see we could see one of the uh, one of the towers on top of the Sandias off in the distance at the end of this canyon, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, interesting, anyway. You know, we're all connected in different areas out here, and we saw planes. And the moon is really bright, and either Venus or Mars is really bright. There's some blinking up there. Kids, any thoughts on where we are? Hagen is here. What's yours? All right. Okay, anyway. No animal sounds yet, no coyotes or anything. It feels remote out here. My eyes hurt. That's Anna. Oh, yeah, the smoke is going right in her eyes. White Yeah, it's, our spot is really cool. It's between these three boulders, and... Uh, the fire is right up against one of them. 
it's in a floodplain, but flash floods tear through here every so often. Freaks me out a little bit. But um, lots of dead wood around. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, oh look, there's a long dirt road off in the distance. Maybe that's a road we should have been on. Yeah, we don't. We are pretty sure we didn't find any of the things that I wrote about or researched about as far as getting toward the mountain. But uh, I'm definitely gonna come back. And that's uh, that's where it ends. So, um, you know, Mike Smith, as far as I know, is still out camping on uh, Sierra Ladrona. So I did check to see, you know, that there hasn't really been any any rain or anything. So I got kind of worried he might have gotten flooded out. But uh, fortunately, that does not seem to have been the case. Um, so I don't know. If you hear from Mike, let me know. Uh, going forward, um, I uh, I thought over the next few weeks next few episodes, you know, hopefully not forever, but next few episodes, as long as this quarantine lasts, I'm not going to make every episode a quarantine episode, but we're going to talk about other things. But then I think, you know, at some point in each episode, I'd like to, to reach out to one of our, uh, one of our contributors and, and just kind of check on them and see how they're doing and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so with that in mind, I, I reached out to Marie Landau, who uh, contributed a piece to us way back, like, like our first year probably um, about being a newcomer in Albuquerque and the weirdness of uh, the weirdness of like living in the, uh, the student ghetto area of uh, near UNM and you know, all the crazy things that had happened to our house. So this time um, I was interested in, she, she had been talking about dating a lot. She wanted to do a dating episode with us. We never quite figured out how to make that work exactly, but I was curious as to what, what's been going on in her dating life during quarantine. Great. So uh, speaking to Marie Landau, did I say that right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how many times I've actually said your last name aloud. So like, you mm. got it. You got it right on the first try. So how's your, uh, how's your quarantine going? It's going pretty well. All things considered, um, okay. working for, working from home mm-hmm. and uh, my family my sister and her husband and kids live across the street, mm-hmm. so I'm counting as a member of their household, <laughs> so I can okay. still hang out with so, them. So you are coming into contact with them. You're not maintaining a six-foot distance rule. Yeah, and I have not seen any other humans except for trips to the grocery store since uh-huh. I don't even know when. How is this combined uh, two household family? How how are you all kind of weathering the the coronavirus? They seem to be doing okay. Um, the children are very happy, so there's no school, um, and they seem to be staying relatively busy, um, going on hikes and lots of walks. And they got a basketball and a soccer ball and a football, which are all new additions. So, the, the upshot of coronavirus. So the upshot of coronavirus is is that uh, the kids and the I feel like kids and dogs are the big winners. Like, yeah. Like kids get to skip school and hang out with their family and, and in our household have probably too much screen time. Dogs get more walks every day and the people they love are around all the time. How's your dog? Oh, she's great. She's super into it. And she gets to show cool. me on a daily basis how good she is at protecting me from the mailman. 
we were talking about doing a segment kind of before coronavirus happened uh, about about dating because I feel like you're a you're a dating person you've but I want to qualify that by saying <laughs> it's only a part of my life because I haven't found a boyfriend I'm not one of those people that's like yeah swinging single so not not swinging just just single but you know it does it does seem like you know you have a Twitter feed that's about people that you've uh, had messages with or, or just like bad profiles you've encountered bad dating yes. profiles yeah that's my that's my creative coping mechanism is that something that you're kind of still are you still going on the dating websites during this time i mean my profiles are still active but there's definitely been a lot less action on there you're not meeting people you're are you are you chatting with people or um so i actually did meet one person Right when this whole thing started, mm-hmm. it was was before the stay-at-home order, but still when people were, like, being cautious and yeah. doing the six-foot thing. So we went on a date. We went to the Bosque and just went for a walk. And we <laughs> we did the, like, toe-tap thing to greet each other. There was no, no physical contact beyond that. So what is the toe-tap thing? I don't know what this is. Where you, like, instead of shaking hands, you, like, you, like, put out your foot and you tap each other's foot i didn't know that i haven't heard of that she's on of course right <laughs> safety first wow. how romantic i know so we went on this hike and he was like let's scramble up these boulders <laughs> which i did but i felt like he was really judging my <laughs> scrambling abilities uh-huh. um so i don't know if it was that or his feeling of overwhelm at the coronavirus or just whatever but he texted yeah. me like a week later and said, and I quote, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling. Did he Did he write feeling with no G at the oh, end? Oh, yeah, he did. He left off the G. Yeah, which I felt I was very offended by that. Did he put an apostrophe? Yes, to he did. The absence? He did? That's, that's really interesting because that takes just as much effort as actually completing the word. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple conversations with people about this where – like there's a nice way to say that and there's a not nice way to say that saying yeah. i'm not feeling it is the not nice way like this is a really weird time like so many aspects of our lives are on hold right now that um, is true i mean i i have no idea what's going on with this person but i would imagine that that that's got to play a role in in your in your social life in this area as well as every other part of your social life yes definitely are, are you communicating with people over these websites still? Or, like, are there messages still being exchanged? Not any since then. There is one guy that I matched with on mm-hmm. Hinge. Um, but I haven't I haven't messaged him yet, and he hasn't messaged me. I'm sure my opener will be, you know, like, how's this uh, quarantine treating you? Literally what I said, isn't it? What's your coronavirus <laughs> schedule? <laughs> It's the new, uh, what do you think of this weather or whatever? What do you think of this pandemic that we've been waiting for? (laughs) I'm against it. Uh, I'll uh, be voting against it. So, yeah, every aspect of our lives. And that's uh, that's pretty much the show today. Like I said, in the the future, we're um, going to go back to uh, to history and and some things like that. but we are going to check in with with different people from time to time and just see how they're how they're weathering this storm. And thanks as always to you guys for for listening to us and our weird little show. Um, 
I hope that it's uh, it can provide a little entertainment uh, during this time. And of course, I want to thank our our patrons who are amazing for for supporting us always. I feel like especially right now with so many jobs in jeopardy that I just I, you know really appreciate you guys more than ever. And that's uh, Adric, Amy, Ben, DK, Isaac, Jean Yves. Uh, hey, get better. Feel better, Jean-Yves, uh, Jen Panhorst, Jesse, Jim, John and Joe, Gio, not sure, John and Gio, who have their own podcast that you should check out called, I believe, uh, John and Gio have a, wait, no, it's not John and Gio with a podcast, it's Brian and Gio with a podcast, but John and Gio are uh, are are the patrons, uh, so thanks to, thanks to John and Gio, but, you know, Brian and Gio... Forget you guys, but no, check out their podcast. They're funny. They're comedians in town. Speaking of which, if you uh, if you want to know more about like uh, Albuquerque podcasts, you can go to Albuquerque Podcasts subreddit, and every podcast that's produced here is available there. And it's kind of a cool thing just to go and, and check out. Anyway, back to uh, what I was talking about here: Joshua, Kelsey, Lando, good old Lando. Natasha, Neil, Nicole, and, and Rachel. Thank you guys uh, so, so much. Um, I hope you all are doing well with your little special coronavirus time. I actually feel better after doing this uh, this podcast today. It's it's uh, made my made my life uh, a little a little happier. So um, I wouldn't do it if there weren't people listening. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, you made me feel better today. <laughs>